podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. My name is Allison M., and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. Let's get down to business. On today's show, we're going to talk about rejection, and uh, it's a word that sucks, we, you know, a lot of us, you know, just hearing it, uh, it sucks. We don't want to hear that word. It's an awful word. Um, immediately, we just feel all the terrible feelings. But uh, it's it's a word that's necessary to get over. And especially if we're in the music business on episode 17, we talked about it with Carmen Nickerson and what she's learned from her rejections and how it's important to to use them to grow from. And even in episode 18, the last one with Mike Newmeyer, we talked about it. Well, we talked more about his sales perspective and, and how his work in that world has kind of shaped his music business experience. And... Uh, and really, actually, I'm going to incorporate episode 15, too, here. Uh, Steve Tresler is, uh, was a guest on that one, and he sent me an article I'm going to reference shortly that was really, really valuable to me to learn more about rejection. Uh, and, and also in Carmen's episode, I mentioned this book called Rejection Proof, and I'll, I'll wrap this all together. So rejection, um, I think, you know, after reading this book, Rejection Proof, which I read over the summer, and I really need to reread it. It's been out for for a number of years now, but um, it's it's such a fascinating read. Uh, I, I learned about this author Jia Jiang, and I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I apologize if I am, but um, I learned about him first from a TED talk that I heard. I don't know if it was on NPR or something, um, but I, I heard the TED talk or saw the TED talk, and I was just fascinated by it. It was so funny. Um, he just decided that he needed to get better at taking rejections as he was going out into the workforce, into the job world, and um, he, he really struggled with that. And so he decided to put himself on this mission of getting, uh, of, of finding ridiculous things to ask people to do over a hundred days, uh, a different activity each day, and he would blog about it, and um, and and sometimes people would not reject him, but most of the time he would get rejected, and he would did, uh, he would talk about what he learned from each one, and um, and it was fascinating for me to read because um, not only do you learn and did he learn about um, getting better at taking rejections. But it also taught him a lot about how to um, put your pitch together. So the rejection can happen for any number of reasons. Um, I think it's important um, to to think about that. To think about like you know, it's not just a rejection. It's it's what is going on in that person's mind in response to your question, to how you framed it. Now, did you propose it in the correct way? Could you have offered it better? And um, another thing that he talks about is he really, after the first couple tries, he started asking people who did reject him why they rejected him. And, um, and that really taught him a lot. And because it's not always exactly for the reasons you might suspect. 
Um, so I, I encourage you to go find his book and read it. I'm not going to go into detail as to why it all, uh, what, every story, but there are some really, really good ones in there. Um, you know, asking for a job for one day, um, <laughs> uh, asking to be a pizza delivery person, um, asking for, um, you know, pretzels to be made in the shape of an Olympic ring, um, Olympic rings. And what else are there? Um, speaking over Costco's intercom, uh, eventually he gets so good at this and such a good, big following. He, uh, his 100th day is, uh, asking for an interview with president Obama. So I, it's, and then some of these are just really very difficult things to think about. Like I, you know, I was sharing this with some friends and they said, wow, it just gives me like, um, uh, what did she say? Uh, it, it, it tortures her to just look at this list because she can't even fathom the possible possibility of asking some of these things. Um, asking strangers to rate your look. Whoa. Like that would, that would be really, oh man, if you're insecure whatsoever, I, is that something that you would do? Um, giving a lecture in a college. If you have no association at that college, I don't know. Um, interview a panhandler. So, uh, re rejectiontherapy.com is the site of the authors and you can go and look at his blog and read all of the reports on each of the 100 days and, um, and find out, uh, what he learned from each of them. And again, rejection proof is the name of the book. Um, and you know what? I, I'm, have actually recently decided in, in having some conversations on this topic that I myself am not great with rejection. And, um, you know, I've never been the best at sales. I mean, I can't, if it's something that I feel very strongly and passionately about, it doesn't feel like sales. And that's always, um, been my prerogative. Um, and the work that I do now, you know, with the concert series, um, it's very mission driven and meaningful to me. So when I'm asking people to work with me on that, it never once feels like sales because that is, it's just like, you know, live music is just the lifeblood that goes through me. And so it, is, it does not feel like sales one bit, but, uh, when something does feel a little bit uncomfortable, that's when it's awkward, right? And so I'm actually going to put myself into a challenge here. Starting in February, I haven't officially decided the date. I'd like to get a few things together. I think I'll, I'll start a little blog about this. Um, and probably through my personal channels, not necessarily through uh, the website, but I'll, I'll share the link when it's ready. Um, and I'm going to personally um, go through my own 100 days of rejection. And I'm going to tie it into music, okay? And I'm going to try um, asking in 100 days in a row, and you can tell me what you think about this. I'm going to, so my, my main instrument is French horn, horn, as we call it in the business. Um, it's not really French horn anymore. It's just horn. Um, you might say I'm a horn star. That's what I like to say. That's a, you know, a group of my friends from college and, and I came up with that. And so it's just stuck. Um, and my horn's name is Xena, uh, warrior princess. Yep, exactly why? Yeah. And cause that is a true attitude of a front horn in my, in my, um, belief. And, <laughs> but, uh, I'd like to take Xena on a little, 
um, engagement here and, uh, and ask for 100 days of random places and people to let us perform some solo um, original horn music for 15 minutes at all sorts of crazy places and just see what people's reactions are. Because um, French horn isn't exactly a quiet instrument and it's not exactly a common instrument. A lot of people don't even know what it is. You know, I was just in a meeting yesterday with someone. Um, thank goodness it was a, you know, it was a Zoom meeting and I happened to be in my home office and I said I played French horn. He was like, I don't even know what that is. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. You and like half of the universe. And so I know I could use the, the camera on the Zoom uh, laptop or on my laptop to like flip it over and show my instrument right then and there. And he's like, yeah, it's kind of like a trumpet. That's, yeah, that's what everyone does. Okay, whatever. It's its own instrument, people. But uh, so Zena and I are going to ask some people um, for 100 days in a row of performance for 15 minutes. That's all I ask. Uh, someplace crazy. And we'll see where this takes us. I have no no real plan yet. Uh, I'll set this start this sometime in February. And I will log as um, my friend Gia, I, I assume that's how I pronounce it, J-I-A, uh, did with his rejection proof. Um, the difference is here that it's going to be the same ask every single time. Maybe different music each time. Uh, my own music. Um, this is also kind of like to inspire me to write music because uh, I'm not very, I, I haven't really done that much with uh, horn. But uh, so it's, yeah, it's kind of intentionally like putting me to work as a creative, which I don't do very much of anymore. So yeah, it'll be the same goal every day, but different places. And I suspect very different answers from different people. Um, and we'll find out how people react and we'll see how crazy this gets. So that is my own rejection goal. And, uh, yeah, let me know if, if you think there's anything else I should be adding to this, um, over time, maybe after a little while, you can tell me if there's something more I should be doing with this challenge to make it more interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll start from the beginning and just, just try it, see what happens and, um, try and stack up some, some rejections here. And, uh, there we go. And I did want to share, uh, something from my, my pal, Steve, like I said at the beginning, um, he shared with me an article called, um, why you should aim for 100 rejections a year. Perfect. I'm on track. Um, and this is by Kim Lau. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Kim L-I-A-O. Um, this article was published in 2016. Uh, last year I got rejected 43 times by literary magazines, residencies, and fellowships. My best record since I started shooting for getting 100 rejections per year. It's harder than it sounds, but also more gratifying. Now this author... Uh, goes into talking about why it's important to ask to go for 100 rejections a year because it's it's better to aim for rejections and it's it's almost like psychologically more um, like once you start thinking in rejections like you get excited about your rejections all of a sudden and not um, so uh, traumatized by them as we may once have been um, and then when you do get what you want, it's all, you know, it's just icing on the cake because all, you know, all of a sudden you weren't expecting that. And, um, and it's fantastic. And then by trying for 100, I mean, your odds of getting something is 
incredible. And, and it's actually, you know, as the author just said, very difficult to get 100 rejections. Um, I will try and link this in the show notes here. Um, and, uh, and, and then you can read the rest of it, but, um, yeah, check it out. 100 rejections a year. That seems to be the recommendation. Try it, track it, see how it goes for you and see if you may become a stronger musician. If you get more gigs that way, if you, uh, if you land more, um, more, recordings, if you, if you get more exposure, just in general, um, start asking around and aim for rejections and it's a whole new world for you. So there we go on rejection. And today's episode, our featured patron is Lisbon Creek Systems. So Julie over there is an awesome supporter. Julie, you have been so great to us. We love you. We thank you. Our patrons are always amazing. Thanks every, thank you everyone for all that you're doing for us. Bye-bye. The Musician's Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again.